Stay tuned for Love Talk with Evelyn Davison and Kathy Enderbrock. Special guest on the program today, John Bornshin, talking about healing a wounded heart. Good morning. This is Evelyn Davison. And this is Kathy Enderbrock. And we are in the studio here at KTXW, Austin, Texas, and we are so excited to be here, Kathy, because so many things are exciting that are going on in our great uh, state of Texas. I tell you, February is a full month. It's, you know, the month of love, <laughs> but it is the month of activity, I think, especially down at our state capitol. Well, it, 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 we have a lot of activity because our legislature is in, and we have a lot of different events that you and I are a part of with them. And uh, we're going to be talking about that today with a very special guest. But, uh, you know, one of the things that we just really want to nail here on Love Talk, and we do it over and over in different ways, is that prayer can make a difference in your life where you are right now. Prayer can make a difference. Absolutely. No matter the situation, the circumstance, the personalities, the challenge, whatever it is, prayer makes a difference. It is the most powerful thing that you can stop and do to affect a situation. And I love it that when you pray, the situation, you don't, it does not have to be right in front of you. You know what? It can be overseas. It can be out at your mom's <laughs> house. It can be out of the state capitol. Prayer makes a difference. I love it. And we are going to be talking about that today, that prayer does make a difference in a family, in a life, in a nation, and we're going to be talking some... And especially about Texas. Oh, I love it. Um, straight out of Praying and Praising Across Texas, this incredible book, Evelyn, that you worked so diligently on with nine other leaders throughout the state of Texas last fall. The publisher finally came out with it uh, at the end of December mm-hmm. and launched on January 20th, Inauguration Day. And there are so many churches throughout Texas and, and prayer groups and individuals that are picking a month to have 49 days of prayer and then 49 days of pray starting from day one so that everyone in Texas is praying together. So for the same thing on the same day uh, to the same one that would make it all possible. I love that. That is, well, we are excited about it, and uh, it has been very well received, Kathy, as you know. We have, um, we have one of our um, uh, NDP advisors that bought a copy for every senator, I every legislator. And we've got some major events coming up with that that you and I are going to be involved in. We'll be talking about that today. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, we'll be going uh, down to, uh, to San Antonio for the Texas Conference, uh, Prayer Conference. And you can uh, join us for that if you would like. We just, uh, a lot of exciting things are going on in Texas. And we're going to talk to a good old Texas boy today. That is true. Now, this is one of my, fa- of the authors that, that contributed to this book, this is one of my favorites. Now, he is often born and raised, so I count him as a leader within the state of Texas, even though he cur- he currently resides in Colorado Springs. And uh, I know his name is John Bornstein. And uh, Mike, do we have him online? He's calling in. Excellent. All right. Well, John, at 38 years of age, uh, he has a wife, Brandy, gorgeous, five children, and together they have served in ministry for more than 20 years. He serves as vice chairman of the National Day of Prayer Task Force. 
He's an executive member of the National Prayer Committee, and during his 17 years in ministry, John has served as a missionary, a youth pastor, as well as with Missions of Mercy, In Touch Ministries, and Focus on the Family, and he currently uh, is he is tasked or charged by Mrs. Shirley Dobson to mobilize the Christian community to intercede for America, its leadership in the seven centers of power as National Day of Prayer outlines as government, military, media, business, education, church, and family. John, it is so exciting to have you on the program today. Thanks for joining us. Oh, thank you. The pleasure's all mine. It's great to hear your energy and your love for prayer, and I just hope we have a wonderful conversation today because there's a lot to talk about. There's a well, lot to be excited about. We are excited to hear from you, John. Uh, how is your family? How's Miss Brenda doing? Well, she is a, obviously, she's a, I'm a little biased. She's, mm-hmm. she's an incredible woman of prayer. She's a, a champion for all that uh, God has put before me, and certainly I couldn't do it without her. She, as you mentioned, a uh, mother of five children and, and heavily involved in our church as well. I'm, I'm a senior pastor now of, a, of this uh, small and growing church here in Colorado Springs. Uh, we've, uh, you know, we're now around just a little over 200 people. And it's been an amazing uh, challenge and opportunity to watch people develop and grow, especially in their prayer walk. And she's really responsible for a lot of that. And so she's not only maintaining our home, but also the prayer community at our church. And uh, she is, uh, had bet she's battled some health challenges. Uh, for our listeners today, they don't necessarily they don't know, know my wife, but I, I tell you, it's in in these journeys together we have grown so close to the Lord. Of uh, you know understanding uh, what that thorn in the flesh can be, and and understanding that God is our strength. It is mm-hmm. not of our own strength. He is our strength. Our prayer life has only grown more, uh, though the enemy may try to use it for evil. God intends it for good. And uh, she's been battling cancer. She's still battling cancer. In fact, uh, we have some appointments next week. Uh, but her greatest strength in that and the victory over cancer has been through prayer. And oh, uh, she's a prayer warrior through and through. Yeah. Well, you know, it is interesting that when we do have those uh, infirmities, and I've been through a really <laughs> uh, hard time just lately. I had some brain surgery from uh, some, a condition I've had for a while, and I know how it is uh, when you have a partner that stands with you and holds you up and loves you and cares for you. And I know you've done that so well, John, with Brandy, and we just want to thank you for that. But, uh, you know, I know exciting things are going on there in in Colorado Springs with Shirley and and the team and getting ready for National Day of Prayer. Where are we on that right now? Wow. Well, uh, how much time do I have? (laughs) So much is... So much is going on, and, and we praise God for that. He really is opening doors across the country. The momentum of the National Day of Prayer has grown exponentially every year. We're seeing uh, more and more people not only engaged in praying for our nation here in America, but around the world. Uh, people see the influence of our nation, the good and the bad, and are feeling a, a compelling drive to pray for this country. Missionaries are coming here to America because they see us falling away from our first love. And, and so we have uh, a great outreach now into Korea, Australia, 
uh, India and around the world, uh, just a number of places. In fact, the national observance will be viewed in over 90 countries live. Wow. Uh, and it's right out of Jerusalem. So huge momentum. Uh, we can't begin to even capture it all of what God is doing. We have our theme and our verse this year, Lord, Hear Our Cry, which is based out of 1 Kings 8, 28, uh, which is a powerful reminder to us all, I believe, about where we should be in pouring out, crying out to the Lord, because it's coming from the servant who's saying, hear the cry and the prayer that your servant is praying in your presence this day, that it, that it is about that Second Chronicles 7.14, of truly God's people coming together in humble petition, like, like perhaps we've never seen since even the days when Joel, in Joel chapter 1, 2, and 3, where they're just assembling in solemn assembly, all of God's people to pray and uh, the the sheer numbers, we're expecting well over 40,000 gatherings of prayer this year. So it's going to be powerful. You know, I love that you say um, all of these different countries coming together and even sending missionaries to America. You know, stepping into a city coordinator position myself with National Day of Prayer, one of the things that it opened my eyes to is all, are all of the things that the Holy Spirit is doing. I mean, prayer is not just, and this relationship with the God of the universe is not just for Americans, I think, as a lot of us might, you know, kind of somehow get in our mind, but that the Lord loves the world and that these nations, he is calling out by his Holy Spirit, and they are turning around and reaching out to America, I, you know, it says when when two walk together, it's better than one because if one falls down, uh, his friend can help him back up. And I get such hope um, of the Lord's um, grace and mercy for America when we have gone so far, um, when we have done so many things that are just horrific in his eyes, that he is calling out nations to pray for us. That's right. You know, he always brings forth, there's a remnant, there's always a a group somewhere God is bringing out, out of his people, calling his people back to himself. Like when Elijah felt alone, he's like, there are others, you're not alone. And I think sometimes as prayer warriors, intercessors, we get weary. Every time we turn on the news, every time we hear about friends and family that are going through difficulty, sometimes you feel like you're carrying that world on your shoulders. And it's such a blessing to know that we're not alone, that indeed there are millions of intercessors. And even if they may not be in our backyard, you may have intercessors clear across the other side of the globe praying into your very situation right now because God will make sure that there's intercession, as Romans 8 tells us, that he will even intercede on our behalf before the Father, or the Spirit will interpret on our behalf even when we don't even get the words out of our lips. It's just amazing how God has designed this, and we get to be a part of it, and that's what's so amazing. Well, it is exciting, John, and but I know other things are exciting as well, and that is your story. We need to take our break and hear from some of our partners. When we come back, I want you to um, give us a picture of how God gave you life and how he's using that life today right after this. Because you are a Texan and you were born in Austin, Texas, and we want to hear that story right after this. Stay with us. 
Ellison Salazar, Garage and Body Shop. At Ellison Salazar, customer satisfaction is our main concern. For a tune-up or major body work, Central Texans have trusted Ellison Salazar for over 55 years. Ellison Salazar. Hail damage specialists, smoothing out life's dents and bumps. Big or small for you and your car. Now at three locations, south at 4501 South Congress, north at 8808 Research Boulevard, and new northwest location at 8425 Anderson Mill Road. Call 444-5555. That's 444-5555. Ellison Salazar. Fixing your auto problems and needs with a happy face and the best professional touch. From inspiration to insurance and protection, all for serving the Lord Jesus. We all need insurance. Why not work with an agent that understands the biblical principle of protection and risk management to insure your family's future? Ray and Justin Garner are Christian business professionals who will put a Christian perspective on your insurance and inspiration needs. For auto, home, life, business, health, boat, motorcycle, RV, and dental, and church protection needs, Ray, Justin, and Luana can be reached at 626-4880 or 986-4944 for church protection, personal protection, and business protection. Ray and Justin are independent Texas businessmen that have dedicated their lives and business to the advancement of spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ through Austin Triad Ministries. Call Ray Garner Insurance Agency and ask for Ray at 626-4880 or Justin at 986-4944. Tim Smith Landscaping. Wow, these guys know what they're doing. Tim Smith has been taking care of landscaping since he was knee-high to a yucca. And they can come to your house and turn a yucky-looking yard into a show place. Take a drab, boring commercial or residential piece of property and turn it into a place that you'll be proud to call home or proud to call your business. There's simply no better choice for landscaping than Tim Smith. 512-848-0659 or 512-258-0093 or www.timsmithlandscaping.com You're listening to Love Talk with Evelyn Davison and Kathy Enderbrock here at the bridge 11:20 a.m. today's Christian Talk. And welcome back. This is Kathy Enderbrock with Love Talk, and we are talking today about prayer. Prayer makes a difference. And we're talking a bit about praying and praising across Texas, this incredible new book that um, Evelyn has just released uh, beginning this January 20th and throughout uh, this year of 2015. And we have on the phone with us calling in from Colorado Springs, John Bornstein. And I just, I, you know, I just want to introduce you again, just properly give a background of your of your current position. You are vice chairman of the National Day of Prayer Task Force, which you work right there with uh, Mrs. Shirley Dobson. You are senior pastor of Calvary Fellowship, Fountain Valley Church, have five children, beautiful wife, um, Brandy. You are 38 years old, which blows me away. <laughs> and, uh, you know, most of the people that we talk with, you know, that maybe they're pastors and we ask them about their childhood and their upbringing, uh, you know, they might say, oh, you know, I, I grew up in a, a wonderful Christian home and I went to church as early as I can remember. But, John, I know that is not your story. Now, you are an Austin boy, born in Austin to an unwed mother, and I would love for you to fill in for all of our listening friends to paint a picture of what your early life in Austin was like. 
Well, sure. I'll try to do, give the shortened version, okay. and uh, we can elaborate on that if you'd like to. I, I, I know that we all have a testimony. God's uh, done something to reach down into the miry clay of all of our lives in some way, whether we started off strong and had a, a moment of falling away or having to find that relationship in a very personal way. Sometimes people make some rough choices in there that God always is he's knocking at that door, and he's pulling us up. And that's, that's the God that we love and serve because he first loved us. And certainly I'm a product of a God who loved before I even knew who he was because, uh, you know, my mother who was, um, as you mentioned, unwed, uh, she was a, a sexually abused runaway. Uh, her, her stepfather at the time uh, was not only abusing her but her other sisters and uh horribly for years um, and then finally when she couldn't take any more she ran away and uh, with no place to go she ends up with a pretty rough group of people uh, you know that, that tends to be the the case that uh, troublemakers are tend to be an oasis for those who are broken and uh, my my mother got in with this particular group there were drugs and all the issues that would go bound with that, alcohol and everything aplenty. And, uh, of course, it wasn't long before she got pregnant. Um, the man that she was with at the time, uh, who, who was, would have been the father, he, he said, you know, you need, to, you need to have an abortion. And it really wasn't even a discussion. You need to end this life. She uh, reluctantly but uh, brokenly went down to the clinic, had an abortion. Got pregnant again, same thing. And... Uh, Finally, on the third time, uh, the brokenness of her life was just overwhelming. She hears these encouraging messages on the radio, and uh, she, she believes it was the voice of Dr. James Dobson. And uh, she hears a voice of defending, you know, saying that, that the beauty of the unborn child, that it was designed and formed in the image of a living God, as Jeremiah says, that he has a plan for us, that in Psalms he said, before I was even you knew me, the, these verses that were just speaking loudly across the radio to her, and uh, she just couldn't go through with it. She stops. She doesn't go to the clinic and carries a child to term, leaves the group that she's with. The baby is, is me, and uh, she has this child, has no idea what to do. Uh, there's no red carpet for her, no flowers, no, hey, welcome to the club. You've made the right choice but rather she has to then walk in this choice, a difficult one of now having a baby when she couldn't even care for herself. And uh, finally getting a little bit back on her feet as a single mom, she uh, sends me off to the uh, little Baptist church there in Austin, Terry Road Baptist Church. Uh, Gerald Dickerson was a pastor at the time, and uh, I would go into the classes and, you know, just draw out the stories of Moses and Jesus and bring those home, and she'd put them up on the refrigerator and, and there I was being an evangelist to my own mom through the pictures and the stories that I was getting uh, at Sunday school. And uh, she finally did the bravest thing I can remember. She walks into that church, and she was expecting the ridicule and the judgment. And they just loved on her like you can't imagine. Just, a, just such a, a gracious, welcome type of love. And she embraced that and never looked back. Uh, and it ended up working for the church, giving our life to Jesus. We were baptized together. And, and I wish I could say that it was all just perfect after that. I mean, of course, you know, there was mistakes and trials that would follow, but 
ultimately, I'm here today because God directly intervened. She heard it, and the church responded and loved on her in a way that only the body of Christ could. And now I serve in ministry and happen to be able to work, not by chance, but by God's design, for the very people who were being a voice for the voiceless when it ne- they needed it so desperately. Being the voice for me, the unborn child, or I wouldn't even be here today. So God has been at work ever since, and, and I praise him for that. Well, he has done a magnificent job, John, I can tell you. I, I, I love you dearly, and you know that. Um, Give us a little bit uh, of the pathway that God used to bring you out of Austin all the way to Colorado Springs to be in a position of international responsibility to call people to trust God, believe God, and serve God. Uh, Well, it's kind of overwhelming when you say it like that, really, because it's such a humbling thing to know that you are in the hands of a, a living, holy God who uses the weak to bring down the strong. Uh, 1 Corinthians 1 is my resume. I mean, the broken, uh, the, the weak, uh, the sheep. <laughs> you, know, you look through every one of the individuals that God has called to be in his story. The David, who's not even in the room, his own dad doesn't think he's got what it takes. You know, boy, go go watch the sheep. Your brothers and I, your brothers will be a fine king. Uh, you know, or Rahab, the prostitute who's in the lineage of Jesus Christ. I mean, I love that God uses the broken and uh, and just gives us a purpose and a plan. And he's been at work ever since. I, ever Before I even breathed my first, he had a plan. And I've got to be a part of that. Uh, I'm humbled by it. But... You know, when what took us out of Texas ultimately was my mother had a was given an opportunity to go work for Charles Stanley in Atlanta, Georgia, and she took that opportunity. She got to work in missions. Uh, we I got to work on the the Mercy ships, uh, the Lobos and the Dulos and a few others, and, and just at a young age got to see that and be a part of missions. And uh, and God just had a plan, and then ultimately brought us back to, to Colorado. And, and I, you know, I, I had a moment, even in my teenage years, despite all of that, you know, you, as teenagers, we often hang on to the coattails of our parents' faith. And there's a moment where we have that Damascus Road kind of experience, even right. as teenagers. We may be in a prodigal son moment or whatever it is, but there's that, that where the scales have to come off and we see God with our own eyes. It's no longer our parents' faith, but our own. I had to have that moment mm. with God. And, and so as a lost teenager, kind of floundering and being stubborn and rebellious, I know, can you believe it? I, no. <laughs> I had this you know, epiphany of God going to say, he just, he just had this revelation of just saying, you need to be in seminary. And I really didn't know why, but other than to follow that course and uh, go to school. And my mom pushed me in and was an encourager in that. And, um, and then so I'm doing street missions at a seminary with a, a local pastor in Colorado Springs where we were just going down to the, you know, where the homeless shelters were and, and some of the rough areas of the city and just preaching the gospel and, couldn't really feed a family on that. I mean, it was mainly just a, a passion ministry. And, uh, there, I, you know, the pastor I was with, he was like, you know, there's a lot of ministries here in Colorado Springs. Why don't you go knock up there and focus on the family and see if you can work and maybe God will open some doors for you. And I knock on the door there and I said, I will take out the trash. I'll do whatever you need me to do. 
I just need to be able to make a living so I can continue to do the ministry downtown where our greatest needs are right now in our community. Mm-hmm. And they just were so gracious. They just made a job when there wasn't even a job. And I <laughs> had the privilege of working then for Dr. Shirley for 18 years. Oh, that <laughs> is the so God exciting. Day. So, yeah, that's good. You've done a lot. <laughs> You've been a long way for 38 years, John. Well, you know, one of the things that we talk about here a lot on uh, Love Talk is that God has a plan. And we look at our nation today, John, and I just get real emotional about this, and we see what great needs there are. Uh, what is it that you think God's plan for NDP and for us out here in the, in the fringes is during, for times such as these right now? Well, certainly it's, it's fervent prayer uh, that uh, is not without hope because it's so easy. The enemy uses discouragement to try to bring us to a place where prayer becomes our last resort instead of our first response. Right. Uh, we get so bogged down in the frustration of the culture in which we're in where we see sin, sin abound much. We see almost a fist shaking in the face of God publicly, and it breaks our heart like the prophet Jeremiah would have, uh, just a, a grieving over where we see young people and the, and the course that our nation is going, and, and it is easy to grow discouraged in that, but I, I've often found a great deal of, of encouragement from, the, from being in a routine that is not just a routine, it's a, it's a love relationship with God that we go through acts and we see a uh, 9 a.m., a noon, and a 3 o'clock encounter throughout Acts, where they specifically make time to hear the voice of God, to spend time with Him, and, and to grow encouraged in that, that God is doing something great. Even Jonah, when, when he goes to Nineveh, I mean, Nineveh, as wicked <laughs> as it was, God like still Austin, wasn't Texas. done with it yet. He, he's like, I'm still giving you hope and a chance. Turn from your wicked ways before it's too late, and that's where we need to spend that time with God, hear His voice, because in Jeremiah, we see that transition where he's praying and crying out for his nation. God is still hearing, and it's not until about chapter 18 or so where he says, stop praying. Mm -hmm. Judgment is being executed. Mm -hmm. Even if Moses came to me, I would not hear your plea now, because Mm -hmm. its time has come. We've not heard that. And so despite the situation around us, that means we've got a job to do, and that's to be the intercessors in the spiritual war, and we're seeing progress. There is hope, and we've got to take hope in that. Well, one of the things that, um, that you're doing and international people are doing is praying. We know that, John. Uh, yeah. There is a difference, I think and knowing how to pray and when to pray. And I think in my lifetime, this is the greatest urgency for prayer I see in the lives of people. Because the Lord says, I pray the eyes of your heart might see the things God is doing. And I just feel so strongly that this is the time for people to cry out. 
And, you know, I, I know that we're coming really close to uh, to taking a break to hear from our sponsors right now. But one of the things I'm so excited about is, you know, our listeners, our listening friends right now, as you say, not by chance, but by God's design, who are tuning in and listening or getting us on their smartphone or, or listening to us uh, live streaming. Um, one of the things that you say in your book is that before we can even talk about whether prayer makes a difference in our nation, we have to first explore prayer for what it is and if it is even making a difference in our personal lives. And I, I want to hear from you about how prayer works and how it is that it can make such a difference in our prayer life. I, I believe, Evelyn, we need to go to now our let's sponsors take a break. that. Come back, John, and tell us what difference does it really make? Right after this. Day after day, we are constantly hearing about how bad everything is. Isn't it about time to hear about what's right and good? Isn't it time for some good news? If your answers are yes, then you need the Good News Journal. The Good News Journal is published by KTXW's own Evelyn Davidson and is packed with news and information about the good things that are happening. With a healthy dose of hope, happiness, and humor, the Good News Journal is distributed free throughout Central Texas at hundreds of locations, including Walmart, Popeye Chicken, Central Market, Bob Bullock Museum, libraries, churches, and other locations. And did we say the Good News Journal is free? For advertising information or to have an article published, call Good News Journal at 249-6535. The Good News Journal is an inspirational, patriotic journal published bi-monthly to bring you God's good news. The Good News Journal, 249-6535, or read it online at thegoodnewsjournal.net. Tim Smith Landscaping. Wow, these guys know what they're doing. Tim Smith has been taking care of landscaping since he was knee-high to a yucca. And they can come to your house and turn a yucky-looking yard into a show place. Take a drab, boring commercial or residential piece of property and turn it into a place that you'll be proud to call home or proud to call your business. There's simply no better choice for landscaping than Tim Smith. 512-848-0659 or 512-258-0093 or www.timsmithlandscaping.com George Christensen and his family at Casa Mechanical Services are longtime friends and sponsors for Love Talk, Love Walk. These Casa friends are professionals with more than 40 years experience in providing heating, air conditioning, plumbing, and electrical services in the Austin area. If your heating isn't heating, your cooling isn't cooling, or your drains aren't draining, well, then you need to call our friends at CASA at 334-7300. They provide sales and service on all major brands from professionals you can trust. So big jobs or little jobs, it doesn't matter. Call CASA at 334-7300. You're listening to Love Talk with Evelyn Davison and Kathy Enderbrock here at The Bridge, 1120 AM, today's Christian Talk. And welcome back. This is Kathy Enderbrock, and we are love talking today about prayer. And we are love talking with our special guest, John Bornstein. He is vice chair of the National Day of Prayer Task Force and has just had influence upon influence in my life personally with his with a, a book that you wrote. It was called, uh, what is it, Drawing the Line? 
John, what was oh, the front line? The front line. Yeah, the front line. Okay, yeah, I was going to say I didn't know that one. I I have it in my in my nightstand. So good. I mean, just your your testimony being incredibly um, real. Real. That is exactly right. Thank you, Evelyn. Being born to an unwed mother and and just uh, going through and seeing the way that the Lord. Uh, just put his hand on your life. And, and, I mean, it took a lot of yeses from you. I, you know, God does not uh, treat us like a, a little uh, puppet or a marionette. We have to turn to him with a yes in our spirit. Um, and then he just continues to work and work and work out the things, the plans that he has for us in our life. And we went out in our last session, John, talking about how exactly does prayer work. And I like in this in this book, Praying and Praising Across Texas, on your very first page um, in your chapter, you say before we can talk about whether or not prayer even makes a difference in our nation, we have to first explore prayer for what it is and if it is making a difference in our personal lives. Can you talk with those uh, listeners with our listening friends who are tuning in today, not by chance, but by design, by God's design, as you say, how does prayer work? Well, I, boy, I love this subject. Believe me, this is my favorite probably of all discussions just to talk about the very nature of the God we have the privilege of serving, a God who loves us before we ever love him. And I, I think that, that really the core of this challenge that we many people struggle in their prayer walk, and it's because we fail to see the person of God. He, he becomes sort of this distant figure who's very busy and, and almost a faceless figure who we're holding, we're reaching out and grabbing for him and hoping he can give us a little bit of time and, and maybe he'll know our name and, and not just walk on by when really scriptures tell us that he's our Abba Father, he, he's our Daddy. There's a, a holy reverence we're to have that he is God Almighty, but he's also so close and tender to us, knowing every detail that a sparrow can't even fall to the ground without his knowing that he cares so deeply for us. He is a Daddy who wants to hear from us, and he's a God who has emotion. He can, he can be angry, he can be jealous, he can also be very passionate, and he can also be wounded. He, he can grieve when we grieve. I, I love, you know, we used to memorize the shortest scripture and verse when we were in Awana, you know, Jesus wept. Uh, you know, we would try to get that as our extra credit for having memorized the scripture, but the reality <laughs> in that was that the, one of the most powerful statements that we have a God who can identify with our wounds and our hurt and therefore wants to have relationship with us. And I think Paul nailed it in Philippians 3.10, and out of the amplified version of this, it says, For my determined purpose is that I may know him, that I may progressively become more deeply and intimately acquainted with him. And then it brings back what King David said in Psalm 63, that he says, Earnestly I seek you, my soul thirsts for you, in a dry and weary land where there is no water. And so it's, that begins with that heartfelt desire to hear the heart of God, to be in relationship with Him, where He can trust us with the information He'll give with an exchange 
not just a one-way conversation, because then God becomes like a divine genie, and I rattle off my checklist for the day of all the needs that I have, and there's no exchange of just praise for him. And so, you know, at the National Day of Prayer, we have this really neat little acrostic. It was just an easy way to remember of taking the word pray and spelling it out in a way we can remember. And P, which is praise, we praise the Father. And R, we repent. You gotta get to, get to that part of, Lord, anything that I've done, take it away. And, and forgive me. I know you say you take it as far east as from the west, but I gotta repent and come before you. Then we come to the ask. And that usually kind of takes over our prayer. We, we ask for a lot. But then we forget the most important of all, which is yield. The why. Yield. And yielding to His will and trying to seek what His will is in things because we, often get so impatient. We, we have such a fast-food, drive-through culture of immediate results when the things that we're praying for may be answered after our lifetime in a way that we couldn't even possibly imagine because the imbalance says that our prayers are eternal and outlive the lives of those who utter them, that it's a blessing back to God, lest the rocks do it. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be our job and our privilege. And, and so I think ultimately, you know, that's the starting block is to desire the heart of God, to grow in relationship with Him. And I could go on and on and on. I, I know you probably have a, a much you want to add to that, but that, that's really where the, that's the beginning point. I love it. I mean, it, it, the thing about prayer to me that um, made a difference was realizing that prayer was personal. Prayer, as you said, John, it wasn't a, a checklist kind of thing, but it was personal. God wants to get in our business and God wants us in his business to be about his business. And as you said, to get to know him, to be acquainted with him. What an incredible thing to um, make God's acquaintance and not stop there, but to be able to meet him as friend and as father. And as you say, to realize that there is this person of God that does desire to be intimate with us. And we've talked earlier on our shows about, and you've mentioned it briefly in your testimony, that God is a plan maker and he is a plan keeper. And that is a personal plan, not so that he can check off his tick list. Okay, I have a vice chair now for this National Day of Prayer (laughs) Task Force done. But that he is just so excited and your biggest fan and your counselor and your your helper in every situation ever present present in those times of need. Um, and uh, I just I love that how your the chapter prayer is making a difference, how it just walks through that with the reader. Well, you know, John, that's right. That is, I almost picture that God has this giant refrigerator up in heaven and that every time we get excited or the light bulb goes off of like, oh, I see what God is doing now. I'm so excited for what God is at work at. We like takes that almost like a drawing that we have created and puts it up on his refrigerator <laughs> and brings the angels around like the Archangel Michael. And he's like, hey, look, look what they did. I finally, <laughs> you know, just this joy of the aha moment uh, of celebrating that we finally see what he sees or have a joy in what he delights in. That's why praise is so important. I, when we started writing and putting all this stuff together, uh, I read Psalm 100 in the message, and this is what it says, on your feet now, stand up and applaud God. 
And I thought, you know, that's where we start. Because he has done a great work in America, in your life, John, in my life. And we do need to thank him. We need to praise him. And as we do that, Romans 12 tells us we are to present ourselves as a living sacrifice. It's to be so much a part of our life that people can look at it like a billboard. Dr. Steve Washburn wrote one of the chapters in the book, and he wrote it around um, the scripture in Ephesians where uh, Paul says, I pray for you. I pray the eyes of your heart might see me. And, you know, that is so important for us to see in America today, John, because there are so many things that are going awry. We have lost so much ground in in the just the religious liberty and the freedom we have uh, in, in the last few years that it is scary if we look at it. But God says he has a plan. He has a plan and has one for each one of us. I, I want us to take our break, uh, Michael, and we come back. John, I want you to talk to us about uh, what is it that we can trust him for, for America right now, uh, and uh, for not just where we are here in Texas, but where you are in, in Colorado and across this nation. Right after this, stay with us, please. Day after day, we are constantly hearing about how bad everything is. Isn't it about time to hear about what's right and good? Isn't it time for some good news? If your answers are yes, then you need the Good News Journal. The Good News Journal is published by KTXW's own Evelyn Davidson and is packed with news and information about the good things that are happening. With a healthy dose of hope, happiness, and humor, the Good News Journal is distributed free throughout Central Texas at hundreds of locations, including Walmart, Popeye Chicken, Central Market, Bob Bullock Museum, libraries, churches, and other locations. And did we say the Good News Journal is free? For advertising information or to have an article published, call Good News Journal at 249-6535. The Good News Journal is an inspirational, patriotic journal published bi-monthly to bring you God's good news. The Good News Journal, 249-6535, or read it online at thegoodnewsjournal.net. Hi, this is Steve Washburn, pastor at First Baptist Church, Pflugerville. We're the ones who just built that beautiful new 33,000-square-foot worship center there on Pecan Street, just as Town. Say, listen, if you're looking for a church home, I wish you'd come check us out. Lots of other folks sure are. We're one of the fastest-growing fellowships in the Austin area. We're trying our best to offer something for everyone. No matter what your situation in life, you'll find good friends here. I know I'm biased, but I believe we have some of the most uplifting worship services you'll find anywhere. Many of you are familiar with Tom Cotter and his praise band, By Design. We're fortunate to have them leading our modern worship experience at the 11 o'clock hour on Sunday mornings. That's our largest and fastest-growing group. But I'm also excited about something new we're trying in our 9 o'clock hour. Daniel Reclue is one of the area's most gifted choral directors, and he has reinvented one of the only genuinely traditional worship services in the area for those of you who are boomers and long to return to the joyful worship of your youth. Listen, Google us at First Baptist Pflugerville and come see us. Was your website built by a programmer or a marketer? It makes a difference, a huge difference. Think, marketing is a local boutique ad agency that builds websites around you, your business, and your customers. This approach is Y-O-U-centric. Visit ThinkMarketingTexas.com to learn more. That's ThinkMarketingTexas.com. 
It won't cost you to sit down and find out how you can have a website that looks fantastic while making you money. Come on, isn't it time to update your website? ThinkMarketingTexas.com ThinkMarketingTexas.com You're listening to Love Talk with Evelyn Davison and Kathy Enderbra here at The Bridge, 1120 a.m., today's Christian Talk. And welcome back. This is Kathy Enderbrock. We are in our last segment of Love Talk. It just goes by so fast. We are talking today about prayer and that prayer makes a difference. And what a difference does prayer make? And we have special guest with us, Austin, born and raised, but calling in from Colorado Springs, John Bornsheen, the vice chair of the National Day of Prayer Task Force and an executive member of the National Prayer Committee. John, we just have been thrilled to have you on the show today. I know that there's going to be so many of our listeners who are going to be going to the Love Talk Network archives and sharing this program with their friends. I think just to hear your testimony alone, they're going to be excited to, to share with. Now, Evelyn took us out saying, uh, asking you a question, um, we want to know what can we trust God for in America today and and coupled with that John here's the here's my part of that question that's Evelyn's question here's my part of the question why is it important for God's people to come together in the public places of America to pray so we're putting both of those before you I know that you can you 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 can do those both justice (laughs) okay well let me uh let me just start. I think the, your question adds to that, really, and, and uh, what we can trust God for is the fact that we know that God has never failed in any of his promises. So he promises that if his people cry out to him, if we come to him in prayer, he will answer and he will, he will heal. That, that is a promise of God. There's over 4,900 promises from God in the scriptures, it's kind of like our, our, uh, you know, our constitutional rights throughout the Bible. We have to know what those are. And he mentions prayer specifically over 355 times in scripture. And often we try to take that, the one passage in the earlier chapters of Matthew where Christ is giving the Sermon on the Mount and then he's going to his disciples and he's telling them how to pray and he tells, tells them to go into their private place and pray and, and her Father who hears and seek what will reward them. And people will ground their entire theology on that and what he was trying to do is get his folks to realize you need to develop and cultivate a relationship with me. That is one aspect of prayer. Of the other 355 mentions of Scripture, we take to the Matthew 18, where he says, where two or more are gathered in my name, and then he takes us into Joel and Ezra and Nehemiah, even the King Solomon, where they understood that there was a difference between personal prayer and relationship with God, and the difference being solemn assembly and the bringing together of God's people to unite in one voice, in one heart, to petition the Father. That's where the Second Chronicles comes in, and where Joel chapter 1 to 3 come in, and this idea of, it says, bring together all people of all ages, join together and come before me in repented, contrite hearts, and pour out your hearts before me. That's why this Lord Hear Our Cry message is so relevant today, that it's not saying that all the population of America 
or any country for that matter, but God's people. If we hear this unified voice, if we unite together in prayer, and with 40,000 gatherings from coast to coast, we can trust that God is going to hear. I mean, what a sound that's going to make before the throne room of the Almighty. So this is not something to take lightly. Uh, the call for the watchman, the call for the intercessor, is not something we can just flippantly pass by and say, oh, somebody else has got that. No, I mean, the, the need for God's people to turn to him in prayer couldn't be greater with all that we see around us. And the promise is that he will respond if we're obedient. And so I think that that's where we come back to this to your question of saying that why that we need to come before him, because God has repetitiously done this throughout history. When you see it in Israel's walk with him, when they would come to him, and they came to him with repentant hearts, God would give them periods of such grace and peace, free from famine and wars, and, and a Deuteronomy 28 just poured out over his people of blessing where the very ground was blessed by their obedience and returning to him. We know that he can do that again in America today. It's a prayer away, really. John, you know, I love that we have in this country still, I mean, I know it's been tried, uh, people have tried to remove it before, but we currently have a national day of prayer that was uh, approved, set into law by our Congress, or signed into um, law by our president, um, that sets the first Thursday in May of every year, the first Thursday in May, as our nation's national day of prayer, where our Congress has called our people to come together in solemn assembly. Now, let's just say that that one of our listeners today says, hey, I want to find out where the National Prayer Gathering will happen in my community, or I would like to organize a National Day of Prayer Gathering for my community. What do they do? Oh, wow. They they can, if God is calling, if there's a, a just an urge on your heart as a listener right now, you can do the simple thing is to go right to our website at nationaldayofprayer.org, and we will get you plugged in wherever you feel comfortable in starting. We walk people through uh, wherever God is, is leading, whether it be just even the, the first steps of cultivating a relationship and prayer with God to mobilizing your church to prayer. That sounds big, but it could be just for two or more gathered. Uh, just just get a, get a couple people at your church together and start something. Jeremiah Lamphere did that in the late 1800s in New York City, where just two or three showed up for a prayer gathering, and it broke out into over a million people uh, coming to, to Christ and, and pouring out in, in one of the greatest revivals of all time by the obedience of one who just wanted to pray because he saw the burden around him. So it's amazing how God can take two or three. And then if you want to even mobilize your community or capital or state, we have all of that broken out on our website, and we would just be honored to come alongside you and your desire to pray for our nation and your family, your community, and even your church. You know, you know I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we don't do that very often, John. Uh, I know that uh, Dr. Jack Graham has written a very special prayer for us to be praying this year. Uh, is that also available on the website, John? 
Absolutely. The national prayer that Dr. Jack Graham wrote, and of course he's a, he's a Texas boy himself there at uh, Prestonwood Baptist Church in Dallas, and he is just on fire for the National Day of Prayer this year. He wrote this national prayer, and the idea is that it will be a wave of people reading or in a similar vain voice of this prayer from the East Coast all the way to the West Coast. And so we're having him record that prayer so radio stations can air it. And you can read that prayer right now at nationaldayofprayer.org. And again, it's not about saying the exact same words, but it is the heart that we're trying to resonate with, almost like being on a, on a, on a same chord from one coast to the other. So by the time the sun rises till it sets, there is a voice of prayer in unison across this nation. Well, we're doing that also, John, with uh, praying and praising across Texas. It's 49 days of prayer. We started on February, the, uh, January the 20th. And um, each 20th of the month for the next six or seven months, we'll start a new wave of praying um, through God's word for the leaders that are in Texas. And for the first time in my memory, we have the four major leaders that are born-again Jesus followers. So we are excited about some of the things that are happening in Texas. And one of those is the Texas um, prayer conference that will be in San Antonio on the weekend of February 13th and 14th. So people still have time to get uh, registered with that, and they can do that on our website at www ndpaustin.org. But there are other things that are available to people that want to do their events in their hometown. John, tell us a little bit about how they, what, what it is that NDP can do to help a person get started doing that. Well, uh, sure, and I, I, would, I would definitely encourage that if you go to the nationaldayofprayer.org website, that's a great starting point. And there, uh, we've just put up recently, in fact, the last 48 hours it went up, was this tab called Pray for America. And under that it says how to pray for America. And we all have a burden. We want to know what to do. And so we put a couple free prayer guides there that you can easily download from our friends over at Intercessors for America. They have a couple prayer guides that you can easily peruse through, all the scripture verses, uh, names of those who are in leadership across our country and many of the spheres of influence. Uh, that's a great starting point. And then we've got a number of ways on the website where you can then say, I want to take it to the next step. And so we have a 30-day prayer guide. We even have a full-year prayer guide uh, that we call Heal Our Land uh, that's designed to really just go through on a daily basis, kind of like a, my daily bread of just praying specifically and intentionally into every influential area of America. And, and so that's, that's one aspect. But the other side of it is that whole boots-on-the-ground mentality of, you know, there, there's strength in numbers, so how do I rally the troops, if you will? And so we give all kinds of tools there where you can just help to get the word out at your church, free PowerPoint so you can present the message, show pictures of people praying all across the country, and really just convey the vision of what if we do this in our church? Uh, and then see how that even grows to throughout your community. You know, John, I know, Evelyn, you've been huge on doing that. Yeah, well, thank you, John. I love that the National Day of Prayer really does put very practical resources into the hands of individuals, and then you can actually register your event uh, so that other people can go online and see that it's happening and go out and attend it. Or if you just want to attend an event, you can see what event is happening in your area. There's also here locally uh, uh, at the um, Central Texas Task Force Freedom Dinner and Auction on March 7th. And now that's what we do within Central Texas to raise funds for uh, 
the National Day of Prayer events that we will have this year. Individuals can go and find out more information on that at ndpaustin.org. And, John, when we asked you uh, originally, or just a a few questions ago, I know we've been throwing them at you, um, how people can get started in prayer, you I love that you drew out the distinction of individuals who just wanted to maybe get to know God, that individuals who wanted to start a relationship with God. And, you know, Evelyn and I often talk about the ABCs of prayer. And when we look at the First Kings 828 verse uh, for National Day of Prayer this year, hear the cry and the prayer that your servant is praying in your presence this day. Can you just give us a really quick, we have about two minutes left before we have to close the program. ABCs, how can a person go before the Lord in prayer if it is their very first time today? Well, if you're just starting this relationship, of course it begins with a relationship with Jesus Christ. He is our gatekeeper. He's the one who gave his blood to cover our iniquities. And so we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. He is the Son of the living God. Through that relationship, as we mature, we just have to start. You don't have to have a formula. You don't have to have the words to say. You don't even know what to say. God says in Romans 8 that all you have to do is just simply pour out your heart to him. Just start in humility that he is greater and has the answers. And it says that he'll interpret on our behalf. So all we have to do is have a willing heart, and God will fill in the rest. And as we grow with him, we'll watch how our prayer life changes. But make time for God. Make Make him a priority in the day. Don't just come when you need him. Make him a priority each and every morning, even throughout the day, and watch what happens. Well, thank you, John, for being with us today. We just appreciate you so much. Again, you can reach John at um, uh, nationaldayofprayer.org, and uh, you can reach us at www.ndpaustin.org. And we just pray that as you pray this year and this week, that God will just really fill your heart with thanksgiving and the real power to be who it is he's designed you to be. So give us a call on the love line if we can help you, 512-249-6535. And God bless you.